0: Merry Christmas, everyone. We hope that you and your family are having a wonderful Christmas holiday. And today, we're continuing our celebration of Advent by lighting the fourth candle in the Advent wreath. In the first week, we had the candle of hope. And then we had the candle of peace. And last week, we had the candle of joy. And today, we're lighting the candle of love. Jesus is the love of God on display for the whole world to see. So what is love? The word is everywhere in our culture, so much so I think sometimes it has lost all meaning. I mean, I love my wife and my daughter, but I also love tacos and Star Wars and board games, and we use the same word for all of it. We use the word love so frequently, sometimes I feel like it has no value at all. Biblical love, though, is wanting the best for someone else, even if it means sacrificing something of yourself to see it happen. And when you look at the story of the Bible, it is all about this kind of love. In the beginning, the Father loved the Son, and the Son loved the Father and the Spirit, and the Spirit loves the Father and the Son. Before there were atoms or particles or stars, there was love. Love is the heartbeat of reality. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit created people to share in their love. And this is a uniquely Judeo-Christian idea. Other religions and other cultures don't have this idea. If They have an idea of a God. He didn't create people for this reason. This idea that life didn't spontaneously erupt by accident and neither were human beings created to mindlessly worship or serve some petty deity. The idea that humanity was created to love and be loved, to share in and spread God's abundant love forever is unique to the Jewish and Christian faiths. Love is what sent Jesus to the earth. In John three sixteen through 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And Jesus summed up the purpose of life as love. In Matthew twenty two thirty seven 37 through 39, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. What does God want out of humanity? To love him and to, for us to love each other. Love is what sent Jesus to the cross. Love is what raised him from the dead. And love assures us that he will return to finish what he started and to set all wrongs right. Love will raise our dead loved ones back to life. Love will work backwards to rewrite the worst moments of the human story when Jesus rolls with love forever. The whole story is about love. The Advent story is a love story about how much God loved us and the lengths that he was willing to go through so that we might know him and experience his love. God loves you. Even when it feels like no one else does, God loves you. Even when you don't love yourself, God loves you even if you don't believe in him. Just let this sink in for a moment. The God who has existed in eternity past and will exist for eternity future knows you inside and out, good and bad, beautiful and ugliness, every little detail, and he loves you all the same. In a world that often makes us feel alone in the dark, the message of God's love reminds us that God is with us and he is for us. He doesn't just love us, he likes us. In Matthew 1.23, it says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel, the name for Jesus. God with us means he's invested in us. He's become like us. What happens to humanity happens to him because he became human to save us. That's Emmanuel, God with us. Because of his love for us, God has sided with us. So no matter what enemies we face, what burdens we bear, what pains we suffer, we never do it alone because Jesus is with us, because Jesus loves us. I love how Paul puts it in Romans chapter 8, 35 through 39, especially in the message translation. Listen to this. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in scripture. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. Let me just say that again. Nothing phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, nothing angelic or demonic, not today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Let me just say that again. Nothing can come between you and God's love for you because of Jesus. That's Christmas. That's the message of Christmas. Christmas is a celebration of the inescapable love of God for you. You are loved by God. Jesus is the evidence. And in his return, the love of God will right every wrong in the world. That's what we celebrate. That's what we sing about. That's why we hang lights and give gifts. Because the King has come and the King is coming back soon. He's coming back because he loves us. That's the message of Advent. As you gather with friends and family this Christmas, as you watch the lights and you open your gifts and you hear the songs, may your hearts be warmed by the love of God. God loves you. You are loved. Merry Christmas, everyone.